Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Isn't it a great day to be alive, well, enclosed in your right mind? Isn't it a great day just to breathe, to smile? I have the biggest smile on my face. You guys know where I am. I'm on the patio, baby. And I'm sitting in nature. I'm looking at the birds and the trees, the flowers and the leaves, the lights that are just about ready to go off because it's the dawn of a new day. This is the best time to be alive. Why? Well, number one, they say the early bird gets the worm. That could be a fact. Number two, I see so many possibilities in each and every day. The number one possibility that you are able to breathe, that's the most incredible gift we have. Because did you know that without your breath and your breath alone, You don't live. Have you ever thought about that? Not your blood pumping through your body. Not your organs working. But if you are minus your breath, you are not a living being. Created by God as what he called the human race. As what he made them male and female. I know it's been a minute since I've been here. I've been really enjoying my me time, my time that I share alone only with me and God and my family and my closest friends. Um, This is a time where I sit and I reflect on life for my physical life. I reflect on life as I see it around me in my community or in my situations that I'm in, or in our circumstances that we're in. I reflect on life every minute of the day. Because what I've learned in my 53 years of living, what wisdom has taught me is that life is not life. It's the school of life. But somewhere along the lines, like we're forgetting black history along the lines, um, People want to erase certain things from life. I can think of so many things in my 53 years that this world has tried to erase. And just the thought, those two. In the thought of taking prayer out of school. I remember as a child, we used to sit in silence and we would pray. No one had to hear what you have to say to God. So this takes me back to a memory I have of a conversation with me and my God. I call him my God because this world does not understand God, in my opinion. I can tell you why I say that. And let me just explain this to you because a lot of people think that I am 
more than what I am, but I am what I am. So I am more than what I am in your opinion. Because in my opinion, my opinion always will outweigh yours, just like yours will always outweigh mine when it comes to your life. Because no one man, boy, or girl in this earth has an identical purpose to fulfill in this member of the body of the universal one. Who am I? I keep telling you guys, just Google it because it's easier for you to Google everything you want to know about me because I've spilled it all. I've lived an open book life for God so that he can use me to his advantage in this earth. What do I mean? (laughs) God's advantage is what he says that his character is. His character is what he calls love, unconditional love. It's the love that mothers have for their children or fathers have for their children or family members have one another. You're going to love your people no matter what they do. I sat around a few months ago and I was watching, watching, just like the Caucasians do to the blacks when we put the labels there. Let's look at some labels right now. When we put the labels of black and white on ourselves, what we do is we start to compare as if their God, whom they might serve, or your God, whom you might serve, or your highly opinions of yourself, or even if you are an atheist, do not believe there is a God at all. But if there was a word, G-O-D, created, there must have been an opposite of that word, because to each is always an opposite. Because that is called the duality of life. This is what I taught you all back in my days of teaching. Please go back and look at those videos and reiterate because I do the same thing. Because sometimes I yield to God. And I am always his student first. Even though he has nominated me to take this position as a master teacher, I take my position not for granted. I watched my father take his position for granted. I take not my position that God has called me to fulfill for granted. Because I only come this way as Kamala Lachey Wallace to you all, but as Queen Kabula Shalom to God. Kabula is a book written about me. God has introduced me to myself because I have been asking him in my me time. I know who I have been to you in the past from Augusta Gold all the way down to Cam I Am. I remember who I have been even to Queen Kabbalah Shalom. But who is Kabbalah? For there to be a book written about me, I want to know who I am. So I ordered my books and I'm reading my books and I'm understanding more so who I am because I have to become to live out my purpose. Each and every one of us have to become 
to live out our purpose. So many times we have dreams and goals and things that we want to do, but we never move upon them. We have them in our heads. We never write them down. We have to be very, very articulate with the desires that you have in your heart. Because we are now living in a 5G reality, guys. And we have to make a kingdom now. It is time for you to build the kingdom that you've dreamed of when you were a child. It is time to become a master builder. Follow me. This is a new season in my life. On every level that you go on, when I say level, they say, how many times you've been around the sun? I've been around the sun 53 times in my life so far. And I have a whole lot more to go because I will live for the next thousand years. Because this is the new earth. I came to earth through my parents. And I'm going to say it like this, because my mother used to love to hear the preacher saying, toiling through the years, those tedious years, toiling through the tedious years of my life. I was born as a gift to my mother and my father. My father never knew me in the way that a father should know a child. But he knew me with the desires and the lust of his heart. For a predator always is fun. Remember that when you take your children places. Predators are always the ones that are fun. Because children love to have fun. Adults love to have fun. But always remember those smiling faces. Ain't always happy to see you. And those smiling faces ain't always happy to see you. For you might be just what they need and just what they desire. That's what they're smiling for. It's so much that I have to tell you all. I miss you, Diary. I miss you, D.O.T.M. Diary of the Mouth. I love you, diary. I thank God that God has put something in this earth that I may be able to do the things that he has called me to do without having to move a muscle, without having to come out of my situations, my circumstances, or my surroundings, without having to leave my castle. You told me, God, through my uncle, you told me through Bishop Lee O'Daniel Wallace to lay down the things in my past, God, and to forgive. And that God was going to use me in a mighty way. You told me through him that all I had to do was to open up my mouth and begin to speak. In all of heaven, you hear me, God. There's never been a word that I have uttered that you have never heard, God, even from the thought of the imprint of the word on my mind. You are my oh most precious love. You are my most precious thought. I cannot imagine my life without you, God. Most holy one, the living spirit that causes me to be able to speak these words, the breath. I cannot imagine my life without you, God. 
I love you because of the peace that you bring, the solitude that you allow me to have, the wholeness that I am, God, the oneness that you make me feel when just the thought of your words that you have spoken about me in the Bible alone, you told me, God, that Isaiah 54 was the chapter in the Bible that you wrote about me, God. And then yesterday you led me to believe that in the book of Revelations chapter 3, you wrote that letter to me because I was asleep, God. And you had me to wake up. I have accepted my call upon my life. Day before yesterday in the shower, you visited me, God. I adore you. I need you. I want you in every aspect that a human being can have, God. I want you in every aspect that a human being can have. In my mind, I remember in the past that I have let go. I told you I chose you and your ways and the things that you have for me over anyone I have ever met in my life. And I still sit here alone. In 2013, you had Elaine Brunson to prophesy to me and tell me, am I ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to sit at a table all your own? That God has prepared just for you in all the best places. Are you ready to shine like you have never shined before? And I received that word back then and I received it every day since then, God. Because each and every day you have sat me at the best tables in the best places with the best people. Because I get to choose who sits at my table. I choose Jada Pinkett Smith, God, to sit at my table. Jada needs a lady like me as a friend. Not a yes man, God, but somebody who's going to pour into her like she has tried to pour into others. Somebody who will be able to understand what it really means to be entangled. Because I'm a master cosmetologist and you have taught me what it means to have a tangle in your hair and how to detangle it. Father, I anoint my mind because I have the mind of Christ. I anoint my body. Because I have the body of Christ. I anoint my blood, God, as you have anointed my blood and built it again twice after I had lost it almost all, God. I anoint you because you're all I think about. I desire you more than I desire anything in this world because why? I can tell you why, God. I desire you because man disappoints. This is what I mean. As a child, I tried to do everything that I could to keep a smile 
on my mother and father's face to please them in everything that I did from school to the friends that I chose to the jobs that I chose to what I learned, what I ate. I did my best to please my parents. And it never, ever was enough. My dad was a pedophile and a rapist, a peeping Tom, and all these other things that you have me to tell this world about my father. I just found out the day before yesterday when you visited me that my job as a master builder and as a master teacher is to build the foundation. I mean, build the house correctly because my father built upon the foundation that was already laid in Corinthians chapter 3. But the fire came in 2020 and my father's kingdom was in the fire. And I asked God these questions so that you can be up to speed and understand what I'm speaking about. My father died 7-27 of 2020. And after my father died, I asked my stepmother a question, several questions, and she lied to me on each question. So I gave that to God and he is dealing with that at this present moment. Moving forward in January, I went home to visit my family for the new year. When I got home, my father made a visitation to me in a vision. While I was asleep, but yet awake, my eyes were open, I saw my father. My father was very large, like if you can imagine a large um, Oscar. My father was like a large Oscar. He was a golden man. He was very big and very beautiful. I mean, just... It just was a brilliant sight to see. And in the dream, I reached out and I told you guys, so go back and listen to those on the other videos. I don't need to go back over that on this one. But my dad came to me and I ended up having peace about everything that I was going through because I told God that I'm the type person. I know who I am to God and I know who I am to this world. I know that I am a gift. And I know that I always want to bless people's lives when I come into their lives and not to bring curses into their lives. So when I see myself in a situation with people that I know and I see that that situation is going to end up in a curse, me having to dislike them or not being able to look at that person, I'll walk away from the friendship or the situation for a while to give it a break. I won't break that friendship or throw that friendship away. I'll just walk away from the friendship and go in the opposite direction. When me and that friend crosses paths again, I know we're on a different level. We don't have to bring up nothing from the past. I already know this person has grown to come across my path again because that's just how God is. God does everything in decency and order, and he does everything by patterns. So we have to always watch the patterns. The ways of the school of life have taught us a lot of confusion, but the confusion has taught us to be able to decipher or to discern so that we might be able to comprehend what the words that we're using and these sentences that we're putting out into the atmosphere. Like the lady yesterday on Facebook, she was very angry with me and she criticized me instead of listening at the words that I was speaking, which the words that I was speaking were spirit and they were life. They were truth. But because she said she was an atheist, she didn't want to receive my words. She was rejecting my words. 
but it doesn't matter if she rejects or receives my words. The seed has already been planted within her heart because she read everyone and she responded to everyone. Matters not what she says to me. That's why every time they would say something, it would be so funny to me because I'm here at my house where I'm at in my sanctuary with my God. I'm in actual heaven right now because I don't have to be out of my physical body up in heaven with God. He's here with me. He said the earth is his home. We are the earth is his footstool. His feet are resting where my feet rest. So he's here with me. So I'm sharing my experience with the world because I didn't realize that God was going to wake me up yesterday for me to talk trash to the world or join the world or do whatever my uncles used to do to me all the time. <laughs> but he did. And I made a conversation with people. And I believe that in the end, they must have ended up respecting my damn ass because they, the cat got their da- damn tongues and they never said another damn thing to me. And I was like, well, golly, God, you just shut their asses right on up, didn't you? They was calling me everything. It was so funny to me because one person uh, had to chime in because they must was just like a little reader. You know how people be reading, but they won't say nothing. But I guess this person couldn't help itself. Yet they came on there. They said, you know, you see that face or something. They said they said. And then I said, well, maybe they can't see the face because God had spoken to my heart. He said, Cam, remember, I told you only the pure at heart shall see God. And it's so funny because that's the reality that we're living in right now. We was in the 3G reality where we was eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to where we knew the who, what, when, where, why and how. We wanted to know all the knowledge for all those centuries that we and decades that we had to learn knowledge. You know, there's there's decades of everything that we have to go through on each level of life and on each level of life. There has to be a decade of um, education. So you have to be trained and taught. And that's what the school of life is. You cannot just think I'm living a life. No, you are life. You are the school in the school of life, though, being in this earth, acting in relationships with other people, you're in the school of life. And there's certain rules to this thing. And I think the rules only apply to your desires. And that's that's just what I believe. I think the rules only de- only apply to your desires because your desires is a part of your appetite. Your appetite is what you crave. What you crave is what you gonna gonna want to go out there and achieve what you crave you're gonna want to eat you're gonna devour it you're gonna do your best at it you're you'll be one with it that's the area where you'll thrive that's the area where you'll be your your highest potential will be maxed that's your latter reign that's where you are who you really supposed to be, your authentic self. There is so much to live for out here. I want you guys to understand that I am a traveler. I will travel in a minute. And the things that I see that are violent, that they show us on these videos, I haven't seen those things in the world. I literally just traveled from the east to the west. I didn't see those things in the world. 
And I praise God for that because every day I talk to him about this world. This is our world. You don't have to go out and fight with anybody or be evil. All you have to do is, if someone says something to you, remember, if you don't receive their words, they have to eat them themselves because they spit them out in the earth. And the heart is a fertile ground. But if your heart is well protected and you don't eat those words, they will have to eat them. So all you have to do is just give them back or say, I reject your words. Or like they told you when you was a fucking kid, man. What did they tell you? I'm rubber, you're glue. What bounces off of me sticks to you. (laughs) I loved being a kid. I told my daughter, I said, that was the happiest time of my life being a kid. I can remember everything from five to seven. That was the happiest time of my life. My mother and father was happy. I was a little clown, so I kept a smile on their face. And then my dad (laughs) brought the monster in, and I ended up in a wilderness for 40 years, walking around in circles. And it's so crazy to me because I remember describing myself as a crackhead to God before. Like, God, I feel like maybe I'm a crackhead walking around in circles all these years, not even knowing where I am or what I'm doing, even though I've never smoked crack a day in my life because they said if you do that, you won't go back. So I'm kind of like, hey, I know my limitations here, you know. So I did use the metaphor because I was very familiar with it, having being in those circles around people. I was a hairstylist and hey, Hairstylists, they say, are fun. But there's things that I limit myself to. Just like I don't like to drink that much because I love my liver. (laughs) My liver loves me. So, hey, I don't want to cause it any problems. Bad enough, it allows me to eat everything that I want to eat and keep me fine as wine, honey. (laughs) Burgundy, that is. (laughs) Yes, I am the burgundy and the wine, baby. Can't take words back after they've been spoken to you. Whether they are truth or a lie, if you like them, hey, I like that. I had to research it. How did God put the color in the wine? (laughs) It's amazing. Such a beautiful day. Such a joy to be happy. Being happy. How can you be happy alone? It's just a feeling. It's just the energy that you give. To know that I actually have a best friend that I cannot see, feel, taste, touch, smell. But I know that he's there. He's there so much enough that he proves himself to me on so many levels. Which I don't know that he has to. But I think kind of in a way that he has to. Because when I get on each level of my life, like I'll be 54 soon. When I get to be 54, there's a whole lot of lessons that you learn and a whole lot of wisdom that has to be expelled from within me to be able to accomplish the level of 54. Just like on these games that you guys play on social media and on your Xboxes and stuff. There's levels to this shit, man. Come on. And on each level to this shit, man, you got to have some tremendous ass fucking faith. 
got to have some fucking tremendous ass faith because I'll be like, God, I'll be talking to God like he one of my homegirls like, bitch, this shit is hard. You know, I just got to the place where I'm just loving my damn self so damn much. My son like, mama, where is you going? I said, I ain't going nowhere. He was like, why are you dressed up? I was like, shit, bitch, I feel like this. <laughs> I just feel amazing. It's so good for me to just have my me time and not have to be doing the work that I'm called to do when God allows me to take a break. Like yesterday, I thought he was telling me to come out of <laughs> out of my me time. And I was reading my pattern and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not ready to come out. I wanted to take a whole year to myself, God. I want to just get that whole year. But it's almost over. Um the anniversary of my dad's death is coming up and I feel amazing about that. I feel amazing about the whole thing that happened um, because God has taught me about the blessings and the curses. He said, I place before you blessings and curses you choose. I chose to be blessed. I don't choose to be cursing and I don't choose to curse nobody anymore. However, I will. Because I know my job in the earth as a righteous judge. That's what I've accepted as my call. God has asked me to accept that as my call. And I have accepted to be a righteous judge in God's earth. And I am calling technical fouls, personal fouls. I'm calling all kind of fouls and getting stuff up out of this earth. Because I'm ready to live that thousand years. Because I refuse to die. Like I done showed y'all in the past when I met death twice for 25 medical minutes, totaling 50 minutes in my lifetime. And when I lost the blood twice in my body, I have shown y'all death has a sting. It really does. But I do, too. And I want to live and I want to see the promises of God. So the other day when God visited me in the shower, he took my breath away. He took my breath away because I had to ask pretty much for everything I wanted and I was asking in English and in the, my spirit tongue because my spirit man knows what I need what I want and what I desire more so than I do in my physical right mind and I thank God for that because it's just good to be alive I just don't know all the stuff that I've been through and it's just so good to be alive and to be a witness to all these wonderful things that I've been seeing. I just got back off a of vacation from Orlando, Florida. Had a beautiful time. I was very disappointed with Taco Bell. I was very disappointed with Waffle House. And I was very di disappointed with Four um, Points Motel or Hotel or whatever it was with that big old globe on the top of it. Very disappointed, but hey, my question to God when I went to stay at these places and eat at these places and yada yada, my question to God was several. One was, whatever happened to the knowledge of manual labor because the computer did not come first? And I asked God, what the hell did Four Points Hotel do with one solid year of COVID where they had off, where they had time to get their facility up to par. What did they do? Didn't look like much. I was really, really disappointed and I felt like that place needs to be condemned. And that's just my opinion. I know that I am entitled to it. I I'm not sorry for it because I am a righteous judge and I'm not judging them 
unrighteously. The lady I spoke to the GM, the assistant GM at that facility and told her when I first got there the things that I was not pleased with and I asked for her to have them done. She went and did two out of the three. So that kind of like put a little taste in my mouth. Then um, the second thing was uh, the overflowing toilet where the actual security guard who is doing all these different shifts is in different positions and not getting paid for them. (laughs) I told him, your rights are being violated. I said, you need to stand up for yourself. These people are abusing you. And he told me, he says, well, they told me that they would pay me. I said, they'll tell you anything so you won't come and ask them. I said, but you better stand up for your damn self. I said, because they're using you. I said, you're not a technician. You're a security guard. You can blow this place up and they could be liable and they could be sued. I said, trust me, I was a small business owner. The, the, the legal stuff goes all the way across the line. You need to just make sure you stand up for yourself because you're being used. I said, you seem to be a very nice and happy girl. He said, well, I'm just starting my life over. You know, it's only been four. I said, I don't care about you starting your life over. You've paid your penance for what you did wrong. God ain't going to keep punishing you for what you did wrong. I said, and the world don't have to keep punishing you for it. Stand up for yourself. They are using you. You're not a slave. And that's what I meant. That's my righteous call in that man's life. God brought that man to me. With that toilet overflowing, if they were doing their job, that man wouldn't have never met me. I wouldn't have never told their employee that they were using them because they would have been doing their business correctly instead of worrying about the greed because they're not putting back into that which they have built by God. They're doing the same shit my dad used to do. My dad would stand up on that stage. He would stand up there and he would sing, sing and play his, his talent out. To watch you all dance and throw your panties up there and everything. Y'all did the same thing they did at the secular shows. It ain't no damn different. God showed me everything. I was raised in that shit. I watched it all. I learned from it. God taught me what not to do by watching my parents and the rest of America. These preachers out here. I was in churches all the damn time. Why do y'all think I talk about churches like I talk about churches? Pretty much seven nights out of the week, 24-7, I was in a church or an, or an auditorium or a theater or a Bell Auditorium or some concert civic center. Hey, I've seen it all. People are not different. They just think that they are because this world keeps putting this shit in your head that you are competition with your brother. Ain't none of y'all competition against each other. You all have something that each other can genuinely use. If you just make a new friend. I want to share this experience that I just thought about over my um, my holiday vacation or my weekend vacation when I went to uh, Disney. I went to Disney and to support my little cousin. She's a dancer. She's one of the little... Um, little girls that's in the little dance groups and they go to nationals and stuff like that. So I went down there to support them. And it was such a great experience because in my life, I've been a dancer in my daughter's life. She's been a dancer. So it was great to go and see, you know, the event down there, having life lessons and living and, you know, going with people and everything. One of the things that came across my mind, I want to share with you was we went to, 
a little carnival that they have across from the food world, the world food truck park. We went to the little carnival there, which was um, really, really nice. It's really nice. So if you ever go down to Disney, I do advise that you go to the world food truck where you can get all sorts of great food. Oh, my God. Really good food. Um, from Cuban to uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican. I saw American there. I saw pizza there. I saw Italian. I saw um, Venezuelan food. I saw Chinese food. Um, pretty much anything that you can think of, I saw it over there. Um, but yeah, the carnival. Uh, we went to the carnival and my family was standing in line to get the tickets. I was like, well, hey, I'm going to go sit over here on the bench. There was two benches side by side and a couple was sitting on each corner of the bench. So I said, hey, I'm going to go sit in the middle where the two couples are. So as I walk over, there's a female and female couple with a baby to my right as I'm walking. And there's a male and female couple to my left as I'm walking. I walk over and say to them both, hi, can I sit here? The female couple to the far end of the right said, no. And I said, I know you said that out of love and shook my head like you move me because I'm fixing to sit my ass down. That was my thoughts. So I did say to her with a very big smile and showed all my gaps in my teeth. I said, I know you said that out of love. And I smiled and I sat down. So long story short, the lady to now she's to the right of me, the lady and the man and the left of me is the two women couple with the baby. And the lady to the right of me, her arm looked like my grandmother's and her hair looked like my grandmother's and my aunt Linda's. And so she had gotten up to go look for her friend and she came back and she sat down and she said something to me and I was like, I was sitting here trying not to look at your arm and your hair because you're reminding me of my family back home. And she started laughing. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, I said. And now that I'm looking you in your eyes, your eyes look just like my grandma's too. And she started to laugh. She said, well, I am a grandma. I said, me too. So we just started talking and sharing things that we had in common. And God was one of the things that we had in common. And the man that was sitting next to her was her husband and she was telling me that he didn't believe in God. I was like, girl, God don't care if he believes in him or not. Hold on one sec. I got to drink some lemonade. I've been running my mouth. For... <laughs> Whew. But anyway, um, I said, God don't care if, if your husband don't believe in him or not. And I said, I hope you're not planning on leaving him because he doesn't believe. I said, because you can believe enough for both of y'all. I said, it don't matter about that. I said, God don't care about that. I said, do y'all know where the devil at right now? They was like, no. I said, well, he went back to heaven when Jesus took him back. Jesus told him, today you'll be with me in paradise. That's who the thief was, right? Wasn't the thief Satan? He cometh not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I said, well, he don't care. I said, can I show you guys something? And I showed them a picture to where God showed me that he's always been with me. 
by ending up in one of my pictures that I had taken, that somebody had taken of me, a, a snapshot that someone had taken of me. And I showed it to them, and they actually saw it. And I told them, I said, well, you saw it. I said, if you could see that face in that tree, you know God. I said, whether you say and pray to him or believe him, you know that he is, and you live your life accordingly. You ain't out there doing bad stuff. And and that man, the first the lady, she just hugged me, and she kept telling me she loved me. She was kissing me and um, hugging me. And then he got up, and he kept shaking my hand. And he was like, you know, I believe that this was a divine appointment. I was supposed to be here talking to you right now. He said, this is what's supposed to happen. I was supposed to be here. And I said, you were. And so was I. I said, that's why we're here. I said, we had to meet for a reason. I said, everything happens in life for a reason. I said, that's why I try to be careful how I treat people. Because the Bible says, be careful how you treat a stranger. You don't know if you're entertaining an angel. I just told you I've died several times. I have several birthdays. I have at least three birthdays I can count from me meeting death and doctors telling my parents that I was gone. But I have the will to live. And I've made it to now. I've made it to the tree of life. God ain't going to take it away from me. That's like I just seen one of my Facebook guys that I follow, Trent. Trent just said something about God subtracting from you God does not subtract I have to I have to um, say that's a half truth that's not true God does not take away from you he'll tell you to do things that will make you right that's in his will he'll tell you to go back to it but he ain't telling you to take away from it he said he's not like us we're parents that give our kids good gifts. So if we can give our kids good gifts, he can give good gifts because he's our parent. He's my parent. I just came to the realization after he had me to judge my dad all this year that I am my dad's child because I got my dad's genes and I got a lot of his ways. That makes me his child, but my character and my love of God is nothing like my dad. My relationship with God is nothing like my parents at all. None of my family, to be honest with you. I don't think my relationship with God is like any of any of us. None of us are on the same level with God. We all are individual people. Even my granddaughter has different aspects of God. And we don't push our stuff on each other. We just live and let each other live. We talk about things when we have disagreements and we try to work things out. We try not to even go to bed mad at each other. That's how me and my children are. I just I just don't believe it. Even when I have friendships that I'm upset with somebody, I try not to let the sun go down while I'm mad at somebody because you never know if they will make it or you will make it the next day. It's just like how life should be. I am also sitting here in my me time sharing with you all in case you all want to be in agreements with me so that we can get this world to be a better place. I'm talking to God about our our family members in this earth that are filled with these zombies and these demons and these witches and these warlocks. Well, I talk about those things because of my childhood and my theory and my wisdom. My dad's side of the family, I had to come to an understanding, not all of my dad's side of the family, but 
what I know when I say my dad's side of the family, I mean my dad's immediate family. Let me just say it that, like that because I don't want to offend no one else on my dad's side of the family. So when I say my dad's immediate family, that's the immediate group that my dad would deal with. That was my dad's brother Lee and his wife and children and my dad's wife and her children and that their side of the family, my, my dad's wife and her side of the family. When I say immediate, that is who I'm speaking of. If you are not my dad's side of the family in that immediate group, I'm not talking to you. And my brother and my sister, um, Carol, and my brother, Adrian, I'm also adding them to that. So if you're not them, then you ain't got nothing to worry about. I love you with all my heart, and I see nothing but goodness and blessings. But on them that I have called, I have called before heaven, technical files on them. And I have asked God to look into their lives like they have tried to do mine and to manipulate my life. All of my life, these people have man- tried to manipulate my life. Because obviously, just like any other demon, and I speak of this because this is what they taught me. They taught me what demons do. So when I call somebody a demon, because I don't believe in that, when I call somebody a demon, I'm recognizing the character that my family, on that side of the family, because that's the churchy people. They was the church folks. They was the one out there on God's pulpit, mocking God's pulpit, sitting out there telling you one thing, but doing the other. Okay? That's, that's what I'm talking about. Not living their truth. Not letting their light fully shine, but they covering up things that they do. Just like I said yesterday about the KKK on that post when they said that they wasn't going to make it mandatory that they teach it. It doesn't matter. It happened. Let it rest. They still doing it. Why? Because they're ashamed of the things that they do. They don't want God to see them doing that. Who is God? Everybody that they do it to. But God said what you did to the least of these in the word, you've also done it to me. So they've already got the technical file. So what does it matter that I sit here and read about them doing that to the, to the people in the past and just getting a stain in my heart? I don't need to keep reiterating it. Put it somewhere where it want to be seen. If you don't want it, then it don't have to have to be. I don't have to sit up and go and push my God in your face. And you don't have to push your God because God made them duality, good and evil for a reason. I understand that I am both. I'm both good and evil. I choose just not to use the vengeance. I choose to walk in love because that's what it's about now. We're in the 5G reality. We got to think with our hearts now. We're not thinking with our heads anymore. You got to think with your heart. That's why everybody is fighting. That's why everybody is, is, is sensitive and other people are uptight because they're tired. The last shall be first. I was telling y'all that for five years. Were you listening you say you follow me. You say you listen to me. You say I made your life different. You say I made it grow. You say I blessed your life in so many ways. You guys get mad at me when I go away and you don't think that I love you anymore. I want to talk to you or whatever you begin to think just because I don't call. I was raised not to. When I got in relationships, I watched the character of the person. And like I told my mother and my sister the other day. About my aunt. On my mother's side. My aunt on my mother's side. She keeps passing out. Because her blood pressure medicine is not working right. And her doctor can't seem to get it right. So she keeps passing out. When I was there for a month. I went home to love on my aunt. And I went home. 
to help my aunt with her health because God has given me a lot of wisdom with healing. And I saw how my uncle's face looked and his body looked and I saw how my aunt's face and body and all these things looked and I went to buy some things, some natural things for them to drink. And my aunt and my uncle told me that they would not drink them. And I said, okay, fine. I said, I don't have anything else to say. If any health problems come along, please don't call me because I'm not going to sit up here and be worried and burdened about something that you could have prevented. I said, I got bottles for everyone. If you don't want to drink it, it's on you. I said, when I come back, I'll get the bottle and I'll drink it myself. I said, because I know the life that it's going to give you. The product that I was speaking of was called Essence of Vitality. It's a restorative drink, in my opinion. It restores your body. I believe first. I believe my body needed to be restored. And so I believe when I first drank it, it restored my body from all the things that it was lacking from my illnesses and my sicknesses with this car accident and, you know, getting the alignments and all the stuff that I've been through. I believe it healed my body first. And then around the third week, I think it started to take away the things that didn't need to be there and restructure. So I highly recommend it. Um, It is a product that I think every kitchen household needs. Whether single or family, I think everyone in the world needs a bottle of Essence of Vitality um, for health. Because your health is your wealth. Remember, I used to say that, guys. Remember, I used to tell y'all that when we was playing lottery. And God was blessing y'all. I was like, your health is your wealth. You got to feel it. So I, I have a, my, my blood type is A positive. <laughs> and um, I am totally healthy, you know totally healthy and I owe it all to God for that. I owe it all to the mental clarity of not being burdened down with these things in life. That's why I share the things that I share with you guys in the world because I want this world to be a better place. I want this world to be the best place we can possibly have in life. Hey guys, I love you guys. I know I've taken up enough of your time. I've just came to do what I always do, diary. Just get some things out. Take you on a image therapy journey. Could you see any of the things that I was talking about? Could you visualize my words? Did you feel my words? Hey, it is what it is. I am who I am. I love what I love and I do what I do. I love you, whether I know you or not. You mean the world to me because you are part of my world. I'm very grateful for you. And when I send out blessings for my family, I will definitely send them out for you. So today I kiss you as I kiss my family. Thank you for joining me. Peace out, people. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, peace out.